Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Seba, Stout, Shao, Kanpo, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quan, Shi, Shin, Oxo, Rina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Go, Ryan, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. Today, I have a very special guest, my good buddy from The Tick, Masters of the Universe, which is coming up soon, and the Blank Check podcast, which I already know a bunch of you guys listen to, Griffin Newman. Welcome to the show, Griffin. Hello, thank you uh, so much for having, uh, having, for having me. It's here a pleasure digitally. to have it in you here digitally. We're recording remote, uh, coast to coast. I'm coast here to in, coast, baby. I'm here in LA. You're in New York. Uh, We're recently, doing this at Space Ghost style. <laughs> it's the future, baby. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, not so long ago, I was in New York, and we were eating in a restaurant together, which seems so quaint now. I know. <laughs> I, th- I think about that a lot, because it, it wasn't the last social interaction I had, uh, but it was in that last batch. Yeah, and it, it was, was like mid to late January. Yeah. Yeah, and it was particularly odd because uh, you you were in from out of town. Yeah. And like I, I had a run of uh, uh, friends who were going to be coming into New York over the next couple months uh, that I was looking forward to that didn't yep. happen. You were like the last person I saw. <laughs> I was the last one to make it over. live in New York regularly. Yeah. yeah. We were in yeah, an extremely like, small restaurant sitting really yes, close tiny. to other people. My wife was pregnant, which I knew and you didn't know at the time. I didn't know. You guys are being very sneaky. We were. Yeah, we were. Yeah, uh, yeah what, a, what a time. It, tr- it truly seems archaic now. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, though. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, as, as we've... As I've mentioned on the podcast before, Kirby's pregnant. As Kirby's mentioned on the podcast before, uh, we are legally obligated now because she said we could uh, to name the baby reptile. Um, mm. Yeah, which is going to be extra cool because uh, we just found out the baby's a girl. So, um, little little lady reptile, well, chameleon. Was pretty good maybe. name. Yeah, it is right. Yeah, yeah. You get a good. I'd maybe throw chameleon in the middle to kind of. Um, you know, pay tribute to the female uh, Zaterin, which is the race sure. reptile is from the franchise. Sure. So reptile, maybe that, maybe chameleon, that's a good, Meckler. Uh, concession. Yeah. You know, you'll you'll give up a reptile as long as you're able to stay in the family. Sure, sure. Or yeah. but just both. Maybe reptile both. hyphen chameleon as a as but a first you also, name. I mean, you want to save a name for future children. You don't want to blow that's true. all that's your true. ideal there baby could be, names. There on could the be first a second kid. girl and maybe that's chameleon. Good point. Yeah. You want to leave the doors open. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to just have some boring leftovers like like Jane or John. No. No offense to any Janes or Johns listening. Uh, you know, you don't pick your own name. Anyway, (laughs) 
Uh, Griffin, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Before we started recording, you said you were getting through the tutorial of Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, you made it very clear to me I didn't need to do research. I didn't need to be super familiar with the games. Uh, and I'll admit, A, not a huge fighting game person in general. Very confrontational. B, doesn't seem like your thing. No, I'm a pretty passive guy. <laughs> um, I, I think I'm truly... Uh, I, I was running this in my head the other day. I might be one of the least physically violent people I know. Like, sure. I think I have met very few people in my life who I think would be less willing to fight than I am. Right, like in real life. Have you ever been in a fight in real life? My brother and I used to fight a lot. My okay. brother was very physical, and right. I was not. Older, I was very younger? verbal. Younger, younger. Right, okay. So we would get in fights, and I would just sort of like uh, like possum, like play possum. Like, I didn't want to <laughs> fight back. This is how okay. I know well, how unviolent but, but, but I am. But wait, but like play possum in the sense that you would pretend he had killed you or <laughs> you would simply freeze and I would stop freeze. moving? I would freeze. Okay. I would not right. literally try to trick him into thinking I was dead. It's but a I great would just prank. Kind of freeze. To trick yeah. your sibling oh, into prank. thinking that they accidentally committed yeah. manslaughter. <laughs> if I wanted to punk him. Yeah. No, it was just like, I just think that when I say that to people, and once again, I grew up with it, so I didn't fully recognize how strange it was. But when I say it to people, I realize like, oh, I am unusually uh, unviolent. Sure. In that my brother would punch me and I would just sort of freeze and then he would keep punching me. And then my parents would run in and would say, why aren't you fighting back? That was their response, huh? Yeah. My parents wow. then tried to, <laughs> they made me go through uh, boxing lessons. Oh, my father, so you could really like whoop your brother's ass if you had to? This is like, yes. Yeah. So I mean, you could my, fucking decimate him if you had to? This plot line of my childhood is very much like an 80s like Fox family comedy. Right. But uh, yes, they were like, your brother has to stop picking on you. Your little brother, your three years younger brother. <laughs> needs to teach you to fight for yourself. So my dad, back when he was a gambling addict, he used to frequent this bar that was run by like a, a boxing corner man. And so he had me start taking boxing lessons with this guy. Like not a guy who coached kids. A guy Just who coached a like guy who ran a bar. <laughs> no, but no, I mean he was he was a very, very sure. well established and professional boxing corner man, but like a tough, you know, sort of like a real fucking boxing world dude. Was his name? Like Mickey? I wasn't going to like an Equinox and working with like my mom's coach, you know? <laughs> Not not to be reductive. Um, sure. His name was Jimmy Glenn. I will say I recently heard that he uh, has uh, contracted the COVID-19. But Holy seems to be shit. Doing all Are right. you serious? And no, it's all coming back here. Oh, my God. But I did, I did boxing with this guy for like maybe a little over a year, and I hated it. I went to like a, you know, like a man's gym that smelled like an armpit with wow. a bunch of like guys from the wrong side of the tracks. And I would have to do boxing for like two or two hour, hour and a half. I don't know. It felt interminable. And the only <laughs> plus side to it was we didn't have a computer in my home at the time. And my dad would pick me up from school, bring me to boxing lessons. And then I would go back to his office with him mm. because it would still be early enough that he should be doing work. Right. And so I would get to use my dad's computer with the Internet. Yeah. You could. You um, could. Cool. You could go online. You could you could go to cool websites like spacejam.com and nickelodeon.com slash games. Yeah. Right. AOL kids only. Sure. Um, But so yes, this is how unviolent 
uh, I, I am. And once I finally uh, convinced my parents to stop making me go to boxing lessons, uh, my brother went instead. And my brother very nearly oh, became no! a professional boxer. But Whoa, this is the twist. Okay. Once he actually started training and had an outlet for it, he became uh, far less violent. Okay. But he that almost pursued it as a career path. Anyway, never played fighting games that much. And I feel like <laughs> when I did play fighting games, I played bad fighting games that were tied into movies or TV shows I liked. Like, like I was so much of a tie-in video game kid. I remember playing Simpsons Wrestling. I remember playing the Celebrity really bad match game. video game. Yeah, I mean, all these One of the worst games, games ever. Yeah. The Celebrity right. Deathmatch like was, yeah. Kind of unplayable. But sure. I, I was like very much that kid where I would play Toy Story Racer above Mario Kart. Well, Toy Story Racer was out. pretty good, though. Toy Story Racer was a high watermark in terms of the yeah. Mario Kart clones. Yeah. Sure. Um, but even within like the fighting game world, and I don't think we ever owned any of them, but like playing them at friends' houses, playing them at arcades, I think I was probably Tekken first, then Street Fighter, then Mortal Kombat, if I had okay. to rank. Those are probably the big three, right? If we're talking sort of the classic fighting uh, Arguably, franchises. yeah. I can think it depends on where you are. Some people might argue that King of Fighters could, could knock Tekken out of that. Sure, sure. But, um, but for the most part, I think I think that's right, yeah. Tekken I liked a lot because it had like there there was like the bear you could play as. Yeah, they had they had some good weirdos in Tekken. I feel like any fighting game needs to have like a, a bunch of. Yes. For me, at least, needs to have some monsters. Like Street Fighter barely held my interest because it had Blanca. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like Blanca's definitely my favorite Street Fighter guy. I will say yeah. Street Fighter has maybe less monsters, but also it's so cartoony. And yeah. everyone has like such a gimmick in like a '90s WWF kind of way, in a deeply racist 80s, like '90s. 90s. Yeah, <laughs> right. Everyone's got like their hook. Yeah. And then something like Mortal Kombat, I was like, maybe half of the characters are a little bit too like uh, serious and cool in a mature way for me, but the other half are exactly what I'm looking for. Characters like reptiles. I like cyborgs. I like monsters. Sure. I like you get robots. it all. I like characters whose names are exactly what they are. Yeah, it's funny like that that was daughter. what. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. <laughs> it's funny that um that that wasn't. It's funny that the seriousness, as you say, was what kind of pushed you away from it. Because for me, yeah, I think part of what attracted me to Mortal Kombat was all of the monsters and all the like weird shit that was in it. And I think another part of what drew me to it was the the comedy. To me, it was mm. like the funny fighting game franchise was Mortal Kombat. So as like a comedy kid. I was like, I mean, my like my favorite movie when I came to Mortal Kombat was probably like Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein when yeah. I was like, f uh, you know, five, six, seven years old when like Mortal Kombat 3 came out and I really got mm -hmm. into Mortal Kombat stuff. So um, that like blend of like scary and funny, I think was what yeah. I dug about more. Like all the fatalities were kind of jokes, even though they were also like gross and felt forbidden. Well, but see, yeah. yeah, but they're like Verhoeven style jokes, which I yes. think at that age, I could not see the sort of tongue in cheekness sure. of Mortal Kombat. Fair. Whereas like Street Fighter has like people on roller skates, you yeah. know, and it's they're fun. like it's skeletons silly. becoming see through. Yeah. Like that felt more comedy to me, even if it wasn't funny. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It, it, was, it was more was like cartoon logic. Yeah. Yes. Mortal yeah. Kombat was more like Evil Dead 2 funny. Mm -hmm. which is another thing I probably watched too young and enjoyed too totally. young. <laughs> which now I love. But I bought yeah. Mortal Kombat 11 because there there's a developer, someone who works for the developer, shall I say, yes. who I will not name, um, 
who is a fan of of my podcast Blank Check. I think I know who you mean. On Mortal Kombat 11, and yeah. he put in a bunch of references to your podcast yes. on the show, and also designed the logo for this podcast. But he also uh, put in some references to uh, the producer of our podcast, producer Ben. Wow. And I felt like I have to buy this game now because he put in all these dorky podcast references to my podcast, my friend's podcast, and all these people I know. Uh, But I've been very intimidated by it. And so I just, like, for today, even though it wasn't necessary, I was like, let me just finish the tutorial. I've, I've been just sort of very casually fucking around with the game a little bit. Yeah. You know, but let me try to just do the tutorial proper before we record. And I'm very proud to say I made it all the way up to the last level of the tutorial before I gave up. <laughs> I just went, I cannot, I cannot do this. The last <laughs> lesson, the combo move lesson was too hard. I couldn't The combos it. are hard. Here's what I'm going to say. My goal then today is that I'm going to tell you the story of a character who actually is not in is Mortal not Kombat in 11 at all, but... Mm-hmm that this story will uh, make you so interested in what happens in Mortal Kombat 11 that uh, you're going to dive right into the story mode to see how it goes down. And you can put the difficulty on easy and the fights will be really easy to get through. And mostly you'll be oh, watching really I cool cutscenes yes. interspersed with, with fights. The one thing that I will try to work around is not spoiling the very end of Mortal Kombat 11 for you because... Uh, okay. That would generally be a component of an episode, but I feel like it, listeners know how that game ends, and it doesn't really matter for Rain, who is the character we'll be talking about today, so I'll, I'll just okay. not include it, and then and you, won't, you won't have that spoiler going into MK11. Thank you um, for your generosity. Uh, no problem. But you will be introduced to all of the important plot elements that you need to understand Mortal Kombat 11 just through this story. Which yes. uh, makes me happy because I didn't even think about it. But now that I'm thinking about it, anything that would be confusing to you in MK11 is going to be explained in this episode. Oh, fantastic. So you're going to be you're going to be completely set up. Um, but before yeah. we do start talking about Rain, I like to start every episode with a little prompt. See, every uh, season of Mortal Podcast uh, involves covering all of the characters that were introduced in the corresponding game. So this is the third season of Mortal Podcast. So we've been covering every character introduced in Mortal Kombat 3. Mm. Um, And this is the last of them, Rain. And uh, I also like to look at all the characters that are introduced in each game and say, is there a theme that ties these characters together? A theme that you could probably also just apply to that game in general and that chapter Mm -hmm. of the story. Um, and looking at the characters introduced in MK3, there is a theme of reinvention. Pretty much every single mm. character, um, and I can now say with confidence, since this is the very last of them, and it's very much a component of his story, every single character has a, a critical moment in which they reinvent themselves. Every single one introduced to Mortal Kombat 3. It's just a mm. blanket theme. And so, before we start talking about Rain, I ask you, Griffin, has there been a time in your life that you have reinvented yourself? I feel like we just heard a story about how you were faced with an opportunity to reinvent yourself and didn't yeah. and chose not to. So Yeah, no, I mean, here's a great answer. Uh, when I was getting ready to go off to college, I decided I did not want to be funny ever again. That what? I wanted to be a very, very serious person. Wow. Were you going to like uh, law school? <laughs> no, I was going to art school. But oh. oh, okay. I will say I was like in high school, I I had a reputation for being um I hesitate to even say a class clown, mm-hmm. but uh a, a disruption, a disruptive force, often weaponizing comedy. Sure. Uh, as a comedy nerd who was also uh 
filled with angst uh, and rage at everything around him. Um, and then when I started, like, in high school being like, I want to write, like, the things I really feel. Like, I want to, like, put my heart out there. Uh, no one would uh, take it seriously because they assumed it was a joke because <laughs> I was a quote-unquote funny guy. Uh, I think more than anything, I just got into my head like, oh, no one will ever date me if they think I'm funny. Sure. So I was like, I'm moving halfway across the country. I grew up in New York. I'm going to California. I'm going to art school. I'm going to remake myself as a very serious person. And uh, not only did it not work, but it led to uh, a near mental breakdown and me dropping out of college within seven months. I think it was truly like, uh, you know, I, I was trying so hard to suppress organic parts of my personality that I stopped making sense as a human being to other people or myself. Right. You had the existential yes. crisis uh, of trying to suppress being funny. It, it yeah. broke and you. I, yeah, yeah, I dropped out of college and started doing comedy. <laughs> like yeah, I was you, like, you had to well, back channel I, the other way completely. Yeah. I was like a senator caught in the bathroom, like mm -hmm. a Republican, like anti-gay marriage senator caught at a glory hole, you know? Right. Sure. And it was just like, I've been, I've been bottling this thing up <laughs> and now it's coming out in a very, very public embarrassing way. And that, well, that public embarrassing way was me doing uh, open mics. It worked out. <laughs> it worked out. It ended up working yeah. out. But that was like, that was very much a failed reinvention. And it sort of right. taught me after that, like, uh, you you can't sort of just make a decision about like I'm gonna be this kind of person now. So I yeah. feel like anything that I've that has changed dramatically within me since then has been a much smaller sort of like I'm gonna try to be a little less this or a little more this, like self improvement wow. as as opposed to total reinvention. I like that as the last reinvention story that we'll be covering on the podcast because everyone up to now is like, here's a point where I reinvented myself and became the me that you know today. Mm. Uh, or like, here's a time that I reinvented myself. And that was me for a long time until I had to do it all again to become who I am now. Yours is like, yeah, no, I tried the reinvention thing. It did not work at all. <laughs> I had to I, really, I really commit to being Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> I go really hard with things. Yeah. So I went like when people were like, you only made it through like seven months of college. <laughs> and it was like, I really I did kind of everything that someone does in three years before dropping out. Yeah. Like, I just sort of like fast tracked every bad decision someone could make in college. Uh, you know, not every bad. Decision. I'm, I'm thinking yeah, there's there probably a, a lot bunch. of bad things that people can do in college. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I did nothing illegal. Um, you didn't haze anyone well, to death. No. No, I did. I mean, I drank Mike's Hard Lemonade, and I was sure. 19, so that was technically illegal. But, sure. But yes, yes, I did yeah, not yeah. haze anyone to death. I did not assault anybody right. in any fashion. Uh, but I made a lot of mistakes, and I hit a wall, and then I dropped out and started doing comedy. Hell of reinvention, and that, yeah. and in a sense, that is how we got the Griffin we got today by rejecting yeah. reinvention, Griffin. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. By fucking firing him out of a cannon into the sun. Um, mm -hmm. Great. A great reinvention story. And uh, you know what? I almost feel like Rain, who we're, we're going to start talking about now, in a sense, reminds one of the griffin that died on the vine <laughs> that wow. refused to now, grow. Can I ask for her frame of reference, what year is the release of Mortal Kombat 3? Mortal Kombat 3 came out in, I want to say, 1995. Okay. And uh, Rain's introduction in Mortal Kombat 3 is interesting in that... Um, one of the co-creators, Ed Boon, um, 
I'm sure you know at least that like early Mortal Kombat games, they kind of just kept palette swapping the ninjas, like coming up with new yes. ninjas that were just a different yes. colored costume. I, I know about the colored ninjas, the multicolored yeah, so, ninjas. Yes. So one of the co-creators, Ed Boon, was like, I want to do a purple ninja. I'm a huge uh, fan of Prince, so let's name him Rain. Purple Rain. Oh, I like yeah. that. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, And cool. Uh, the idea, I think, came too late, but the game was coming to arcades, so all that they could do was in the game in the arcade games attract mode. Do you know what attract mode is? No. It's kind of like when the arcade game is just playing short clips to attract people to come play oh, at the cabinet. Yes, yeah. Yes. So gotcha. like in okay. that system, they only managed to get in that rain, uh, like a, a brief image of rain fighting like the main villain Shao Kahn. But okay. he was not actually in the game and not actually playable. And there was only so a was, tease in the really arcade like game. It was like a teaser. Yeah, it was wow. a tease. Okay. Like, you couldn't actually play him. You didn't actually exist in the game. And to make matters worse, there was, like, I think another tease in the arcade game that said, like, uh, uh, I think it said, like, Rain is in the graveyard or something like that. But the graveyard wasn't actually a level. But there had been a precedent for, like, characters that could be unlocked in certain levels. So, like, wow. it was just a lie that really frustrated people. And um, eventually, when they released Mortal Kombat 3 uh, to home consoles as Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 and Mortal Kombat Trilogy, which was like an even more punched up version, they did mm. add Rain to that. So he did become okay. playable at home. And then I think eventually maybe even came to the arcade for Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. But um, he immediately started off as like one of the most maligned characters in all of Mortal Kombat. People wow. fucking hated him. A, because of toxic masculinity and fighting game fans were like, he's named after Prince uh fuck that we don't like we don't like prince's music that's for girls um uh, uh. and guys that are very good at sex and uh <laughs> and like for like compassionate lovers <laughs> and uh and and so because of that and because they felt like he was a cheat like they were being manipulated they, they immediately hated rain so uh that was kind now, of why, Rain's... what do you mean by like manipulated like like he was that it acted they acted like he was in Mortal Kombat 3 when it came to arcades but there was no actual way to play as him. Oh wow. So people they, were like what the like fuck? There was like a resentment once yeah. he finally arrived because they felt like they had been Yes. sold a false bill of goods previously. Yeah. Now, I I'm always really fascinated by context. And so I'm just looking at the timeline here. Mortal Kombat 3 does in fact come out in 2000 in 1995. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, with then Ultimate coming out later 95 and Trilogy coming out the following year. But 95 is the same year as the first Mortal Kombat movie. Yes. So that's kind of interesting that Rain is sort of like in the first batch of characters to appear after the movie. Yeah. When the public has really solidified who they think of as the Mortal Kombat ra roster, you know? Yeah. I mean, Mortal like, Kombat 3 was way, cool in that, like, like... Rain was being it, set up to it, be, it like, was a like, a big Oliver. expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, there and there are multiple characters in Mortal Kombat 3 that are, like, disliked. Striker, mm -hmm. who's just a cop, is in that yeah. game, and, and people really hate Striker. Also, like, that game added three cyborgs at once that were all palette-swapped. And it was the first time okay. cyborgs in it had been introduced, and some yeah. people liked that, some people hated it, some people liked some of the cyborgs, some people hated other ones. But uh, Mortal Kombat 3 was like the biggest expansion. It, it added, um, I think it was like 10 characters to the series. Wow. Yeah, which it had a pretty limited roster up to that point. Um, so, yeah, I think Rain was immediately treated like the, you know, the proverbial redheaded stepchild. And, mm -hmm. uh, 
and disliked. And so for that reason, um, I feel like all of that backstory, you'll see kind of Mortal Kombat franchise in general has a history of uh, having the deepest story, I would argue, by far in any fighting game and maybe any video hmm. game. Um, and I would also say, like, they've managed to keep the continuity pretty much. I mean, there's one big rebooty kind of thing that happens halfway through, as you'll see, but they've managed to try to, like, stick to, like, a continuity for, like, 27 years in wow. in this fighting game series. And throughout it have found ways to make like Easter eggs and inside jokes into very serious parts of the lore. So I love that. You're talking my language here. I know okay. you're, you're going to love this, but um, yeah, all this stuff about him being based on Prince and him being disliked and people thinking that the, the developers were being like, I, I guess antagonistic or cocky or arrogant, like pretending he was in the game when he wasn't, all of that stuff kind of becomes a part of Prince's, or sorry, Prince's, uh, Rain's oh, entire story. I love this. Uh, I mean, this is like the my favorite series. creative principle, which is like you have to make the frame part of the picture. Yes. it. De they definitely use every part of the buffalo with all of the storytelling oh, in, I love in Mortal Kombat. The meta stuff, all of it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and it's great. Um, up to and including Mortal Kombat 11, which you have, which is literally a game about uh, how Mortal Kombat fans read uh mortal Kombat lore and argue over what is and isn't canon <laughs> wow. wow yeah um okay so let's jump into rain uh usually i just kind of do this to give you a base of understanding but this is actually entirely necessary to understand rain at all so i'm just going to really quickly tell you the like base fantasy mythology of the mortal Kombat franchise okay um so real quick uh let's rewind to the dawn of time Actually, let's fast forward to one week later, because that's where we are right now. Uh, there was a technical issue for those of you who follow Mortal Podcast uh, that delayed this episode a full week. Uh, and Griffin, um, tell me tell me if I'm misremembering. I, I was sitting on my couch, and I get a text from you that just said, well, what did it say? It was very, you sounded very alarmed to a degree where I was like, maybe he's kidding. It's possible that he's I, kidding. I think the text might have just said, fuck. And then the yeah. following text was, <laughs> my my SD card filled up. I didn't get most of the episode. We were we lost most yeah. of the episode. Something like that. I mean, you did respond as if it was a joke because yeah. the text was so extreme. We recorded the episode. <laughs> you said, wow, that was one of the longest recordings we've ever done. Yeah, it was and a one then, hour and 45 minute long episode. We really went in deep on rain. Yes. And then I was uh, <laughs> exhausted. I took a nap. Yeah, I also took a nap, yeah. Without looking at the technicals of anything. And then I think it was the next morning, I went, oh, okay, time to plug in my little uh, SD card reader. Let's <laughs> upload the, the files. I mean, this is most of my life now is recording remote podcasts. Yeah, um, sure. Between my own show and doing guests on other shows. So every day or two, I'm just, let's upload a couple more files onto uh -huh. the computer. <laughs> Uh, but in the six weeks of doing this, I had not been deleting anything from the SD card. <laughs> I forgot that SD cards have uh, a max capacity. Sure. And there were well, no you know, sort this, of warnings this lockdown that it seems endless. So it does. why wouldn't you expect the, the, the memory card itself to just have totally. a, a limitless? Sure. Absolutely. Um, so then I looked <laughs> and I realized I only had one file saved and it was 20 minutes long. 26, 26, maybe? 26 minutes. Yeah. The perfect length to end literally right when I said... Uh, let's rewind back to the dawn of time. 
Which is when the actual content of the episode starts. <laughs> Serendipitous, I guess. It was a good. It yeah. was a good place to to do this little soft reboot. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, I feel like a moron. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what's frustrating is it was bound to happen at sure. some point because I clearly wasn't thinking about the limits of memory card space. Um, but it was this felt like a, a particularly hard one to recreate right because so much of it was the discovery um, right um never mind the fact that you had just gotten mortal kombat 11 and just played through the tutorial so it was yeah, the discovery it was and the anticipation totally. have you jumped back into mortal kombat 11 in the past week Absolutely or were you too traumatized been... by this experience correct traumatized is the word <laughs> i was gonna say haunted but traumatized is better yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. sure 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 yeah. um well, you know, that's okay. Uh, in my opinion, couldn't it happen to a nicer guy, me. And so, um, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as, a, as a punishment uh, and reward for you having to have heard uh, a full hour and 20 minutes of Rain's history a week ago, um, we're going to do a little something different for this episode, a little something different for this uh, season three finale of Mortal Podcast, and that is... Griffin, you're going to tell me the story of Rain <laughs> as oh best as best you remember it with some yeah. guidance, um, and and I will course correct as needed uh, whenever you land on something that's just uh, objectively incorrect. And then I'll kind okay. of I'll I'll help you out too. I'll set the framework and I will say like what happened during this chunk, like, and then how about when this happened? And you know we'll okay. we'll see. We'll see how well you do. This is an idea that I had, I had pitched to the uh, Mortal Podcast Patreon listeners as well. They were very much on board. They'd actually suggested I get all of the guests in the history of Mortal Podcast together in a big group Zoom and do a quiz show, which I would love wow. to do in the future. Yeah. Also sounds like chaos. <laughs> yes. But uh, hey, what the fuck else are we doing right now, right? So uh, without further ado, let's jump into the story of Rain as told by... Griffin Newman. Uh, so catching up, catching up where we left off, let's rewind back to the dawn of time. Griffin, tell me, in the world of Mortal Kombat, um, what what happened? What is the creation myth of Mortal Kombat? Okay, so just advance warning. I think I'm going to fail on most of the vocabulary here. I think a lot That's of the okay. proper nouns I'm going to whiff on. I'm trying to hit the main beats of the story. And spending the last week preparing for this re-record this make good uh i did not do any studying i did not do any brushing up but i was sort of running through it in my mind what i could remember because we thought this might be what we did for this episode mm -hmm. we knew we had to come up with something different yeah. to do um immortal culpa in, in my mind there's a lot of repetition here so it's so part of it it's like it's almost like spelling banana where it's like how many ANAs are yeah. there before I'm done, because I remember <laughs> there being a very cyclical nature to his story resetting. Definitely, so but, short, yeah, sort of, yeah. But but here's, and, and when it wasn't uh, uh, directly resetting, just uh, certain events reoccurring throughout the life of Rain. Yeah, certainly the same mistakes are made time and time again. Exactly, he's one much, of he's one of the classic Mortal Kombat dummies. There's a lot of them. Right, the same mistakes yeah. were made, much like every time I try to spell banana mm -hmm. um you just gotta okay, think so about the song b-a-n-a-n-a-s yeah that's well, how i do it yeah actually that's really good uh -huh. um so here here's what i remember all, all all of what we 
know in the universe is one consciousness. Like, we live within one consciousness that has been split up. And so that sentient universe is trying to reform itself. It yep. is trying to bring everything together so that it once again can be whole. And yes. and we are but we are but ants. We are but but just meaningless pieces on its pieces. As as I believe we said, you know, we live in one of uh, you know, 7 million kneecaps. That is how mm-hmm. irrelevant we are. 7 million possible kneecaps and alternate realities and only one of those is is necessary for him to reform himself and what a meaningless body part at that is that's that all correct right? it, okay. yeah yeah that's okay. right that's the it's the one being um mm-hmm. and do you remember how the one being got split into these zillions and trillions and uh gajillions of pieces i absolutely not was it a fight the one being birthed the elder gods Right, right. This, the pantheon that we're going to help him make. Yes, uh, okay. the universe. Yes, and then do you remember uh, what happened? <laughs> they attacked him. Yeah. Oh, uh, exactly. Yes. Yeah. They, they just they went like, to town on that. the guy. We don't like to have. We don't. Uh, no more bosses, as sure. you know. Many of us are feeling right now, and they absolutely. Uh, they turned on the one being. And they they hacked him up into the into the many many dimensions of Mortal Kombat realms. Is the word they, that we use. They pulled yeah. a Robert Durst. They hacked him into pieces and put him in separate garbage bags and yes. threw him across the river. Exactly. Well, allegedly, but yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, in their defense, <laughs> they're not saying that they're responsible for him dying, just that they did the hacking. Because what else would you do if you walked in and saw a dead body there? Sure. Hack into pieces, put it in separate garbage bags, throw it in the river. Yeah, it's a normal thing that anybody would do in that situation. Now one uh, of one of the what are they called the ancient gods? Yes, the elder gods. The elder gods. One of the elder gods is Rain's father, correct? Correct, but not well. Sort of. It's not one of the elder gods, but but remember there was a a, a another tier. <laughs> oh boy, of gods. Okay, that's uh, the that tier that Rain's gods. dad is on, and that's yes. Rain's dad was Argus, so like the Elder Gods, right. you remember. So you remember they made all the realms out of the one being, yeah, so that they could have something to rule over. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "But we need like some ground forces, sure, in these realms." That uh, was the idea. So was split it up so there is things for us to be able to conquer. This is too exactly. unwieldy. We need to we need to split existence into smaller pieces so that each of us can feel powerful yeah they just wanted something to rule over they Mm -hmm. lusted over the power that they saw the one being had um yeah naturally and uh and yeah and so they they then made the the second tier of gods that would be on the ground level in these realms uh helping to stop the realms from conquering each other through Mortal Kombat. This is the thing. Yeah, there you go. There's the the name of the game, literally. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So these uh, these are the battles that that uh, the the universe hangs on these battles. Yep. So ten Mortal Kombat tournaments in a row. If you win ten in a row, you get to conquer another realm. Right. So Argus is a god. What's the relationship between the ancient gods and the gods? They made. yeah, the elder gods are like the, the elder gods, sorry. of okay. the regular gods. Okay. 
So they're just spawning. They're just like, let's create more middle managers. Yeah, and each yeah. realm gets one. And right. And, Argus, and, do you remember which realm he was in charge of? I don't know. Edenia. Okay, Edenia. Yes, important. So he goes down to Earth, Zeus-style, mm-hmm. sleeps with a woman, and then just immediately bounces. Correct. And this creates Rain. Yep. Who is, uh, grows up orphaned? Well, right, what happens to his mother? Yeah. His mother dies during dies. childbirth? Yep. Okay. So he's like a little bit Hercules, but he's also a little bit Aladdin. He's like a street rat. He's living in, in back alleyways, trying to do what he can to survive. But he's also got this weird power that he doesn't really understand. Exactly right. What is that yeah. power, Griffin? The power is he's a, a fucking ninja. No, what's his power? His power is... God damn it. It's right there in the name. <laughs> he can make... He can control the weather. Yeah, yeah. And, like, make water and stuff. Right. Control water. Right, he can make lightning. water daggers... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. And isn't there like a cloud bubble thing? Yup. He can make little bubbles, trap right. people in them, throw them right. around. He's a, bubble, he's a bubble warrior. He's a bubble ninja. Right. But the he's his name is Rain because, talking talk talk meta here, mm-hmm. he's purple. He's a purple colorway of the ninja that was oft used in the games, the ninja model. And yep. because he's purple, they named him Rain as a, a prince reference to be Purple yeah. Rain. Yeah, the audience heard you learn that like 20 minutes ago. Great. Okay, so they knew that. Okay. And now they know that you retained it. <laughs> I retained it a week later. <laughs> I retained it. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's growing up. He's got this weather power. He's like stealing apples to survive. Um, fuck. And then this this is where Raiden comes into the picture? Not Raiden. Uh, but the third elder, or the third god, whose name you have to remember, the the bad guy of the whole series. Right. Um, God damn it. Okay. Uh, Don't Google. Two- I saw your hand it's, go to the keyboard. I know, I, but I pulled it back. It's a two-part name? It's a two-part name. And it he's sounds the guy with very the crazy similar armor, to, right? He's got crazy armor, and the name sounds very similar to an iconic Disney villain. Oh, um, uh, Al McWiggins from Toy Story 2. That's it. Yeah. Okay. It's it's Sal McWiggins. Fuck. No, it's um, <laughs> it's a two part name. It sounds close to an iconic Disney villain from which era? Uh, right after Disney's death. Right after Disney's. Oh, so it's it's close to Sheer Khan. It's it's not Shokan. You're so close. No, but it, you're like one letter off. <laughs> I know. Chai Khan? Shao Khan. Shao Khan. Fuck. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I almost got there. Uh, you did. You get you. They, they counts. It counts. So yes, uh, Idania. He's you got know, crazy he's living... armor. He's like your classic kind of tyrant. Yeah, and he shows up in Idania. Yeah. And he's a you know he's a conqueror. So what does he want to do? He wants to conquer. And how do you conquer in the world of Mortal Kombat? 
through through mortal combat and he sees that rain has the goods so this is an incredibly powerful creature so he's the one who like tries to like many alt-right leaders weaponize the rage and disenfranchisement of young men who feel neglected by society that is exactly right uh, and the only little details you're missing is like first Shao Kahn's like kid conquer in the realm, uh, and Rain gets like whisked away by these militant. You remember the like rebels, the Adenian yes rebel yes. forces. Okay, um, yeah. But uh, they were really strict. And he, uh, look, this guy does not like playing by the rules. He's been living he on his own. And they were like, "You're our savior. You can't do what you want. We have to protect you." And you he's like, I don't love powers. labels. Yeah, yeah, come on. Don't throw this shit on me. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for a day job. Right. And that's when the disenfranchisement began. And he was like, Shao Kahn, uh, all those losers who tried to save my life are over there. Go kill him. And Shao did. Kahn, at this point, tells him about his backstory? Or does that come later? Um, That comes later. Okay. First uh, 10,000 years pass. Right, and Shao Kahn's just like, hey, look, come work for me. I'll let you do whatever the fuck you want. Like, my name is Chaos, not mm-hmm. literally a Shao Kahn. But, like, just just feel free to just bust a move. Yeah, Shao Kahn yeah. is like, bust a move so long as uh, I'm your boss. I'll send you right. on your missions, live your life. Right. But yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you do it your way. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Uh... So he spends 10,000 years just wreaking havoc, right? Yep, just stealing ambulances and assassinating, yeah. Right, just fucking decapitating people and going, like, courtesy of Shao Kahn. Yeah. Stealing an amulet and going, like, Shao Kahn was here. Like, it just everything, just just causing causing mischief. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so 10,000 years, at the end of 10,000 years, is this when Raiden enters? No, not quite, Um, because... Remember, Rain's got a rain. We already had, you know, Rain, you know, he was living with the Adenians as mm-hmm. a street rat, and then he was saved by these freedom fighters, and he was like, I don't like you guys being so strict with me. You say I'm your savior, but you're not letting me have any freedom. Uh, so he turns him in, and then he works for Shao Kahn. But what do we know about Rain is? Who's he always looking out for? Himself. Right. So, uh,. Remember, there was kind of that point where his relationship with Shao Kahn got shooken, shaken up a bit. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember why. It's so infinitesimal. <laughs> it's because he was trying to steal some like daggers that like Goro used to own oh, for himself. <laughs> Wait, so Rain was trying to steal them for himself? And Shao Kahn yeah, Rain, Rain was Rain was like, I'm gonna go find see some ancient Shokan daggers, and I'm gonna uh, keep them for for old Rain because I'm looking, I'm always looking for how I get out from under Shao Kahn's thumb and do my own thing. And then sure. he gets attacked by uh, by Jade, another Adenian who's been raised okay. by Shao Kahn and doesn't know her past. Right, but she's a similar kind of ninja. Yeah, in it for themselves, to... disenfranchised. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's a little more, like, subservient, I guess, to Shao mm-hmm. Kahn, because she was raised to be his, like, bodyguard. So he, she, like, tells on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Rain is forced to be really subservient to Shao Kahn. And it's one of those things where Shao Kahn, it's, it's like, 
oh, we only have one rule here. You're allowed to do whatever you want except for this one rule. Don't steal what used to be my memorabilia. Yep. Like, Rain is essentially trying to pull, like, a, a late-period O.J. Simpson. He's trying to steal back the jerseys in Las oh, Vegas. God. Yeah, I forgot that happened. But Shao Kahn's like, no, that, those were my jerseys. You're not allowed to take them for you. Yeah, those are my Shokan jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, so so Rain is forced to be a loyal foot soldier, and do you remember what the, the war that Rain was sent into was? The realm? The world? Uh, Yeah, it was like a, an invasion, if you will, that Rain was forced to just be a loyal uh, foot soldier, and that was the actual introduction of Rain in the video games. It's the plot of right. Mortal so Kombat th- th- Right, three. okay, so this is when he enters in 3, and this is why the fans hate him, because they just view him as like, here's some fucking lackey, here's some henchman, for the big yeah. bat, who's just coming in, sweeping up, taking names, seems mm-hmm. like a a goddamn sociopath. This dude, yeah, and they don't know how tough his childhood was. That this is a guy who had few options, and then was radicalized by a bad man who knew what he was doing. Yeah, does he get sent down to our world? He does, because Fine. it's time for Shao Kahn to finally invade the earth realm because right, okay. he's failed time and time again to conquer us in, in 10 mortal Kombat tournaments so that's mortal Kombat three that's his introduction for most of the audience and they're like this guy's coming into my fucking backyard killing my friends and family who does he think he is covid19 <laughs> oh shit my mom Dude, got rain, it early rain. i'm allowed to make these jokes my mom got it early she's doing all right now well, that's good i'm glad she's all yeah. right i didn't know yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Rain is sent to the Earth Realm, mm-hmm. uh, forced to be a loyal foot soldier. He hates he's it. Murdering left and right. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. trying to, you know, because sure. it's kind of weird. Something I didn't really realize until I was pretty deep into this uh, series, specifically until I interviewed the co creator of Mortal Kombat on mm-hmm. this podcast. But um, it wasn't really like there was just like chaos and war on the streets. It was more like. Everyone disappeared in the whole world except for the 13 chosen warriors meant to defend Earthrealm. So I guess less than murdering left and right, it was more like Rain was like running through the entire like Midwest trying to find like this one Native American warrior gotcha. to, so was... to murder him. And it was just okay. like, this fucking sucks. I hate Earthrealm. What is a cow? What is that? So he's really like, he's a targeted assassin. He's going after specific people. Yeah, he's leading what was uh, literally called a death squad, which probably included like him and like a centaur and like a four-armed dragon man and like a tiger guy and like a lizard. Okay, I mean, it sounds yeah. like a pretty cool crew. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the next like turning point for Rain was was the end of this invasion. Do you remember how it ended? How the invasion ended? I'm just I I see what I'm I'm trying to figure out how much happens before people reveal the truth about rain to himself how you're inv- almost there right it feels like i can feel us getting close yeah i d- i don't remember how the invasion ends well shao khan is obviously defeated he doesn't win okay which which means that rain wins or he's no longer the boss he's free right, right, you know, he's his free. boss okay. is gone you can do whatever okay. he wants Yes. Um, Who does and, Rain... and Shao Kahn loses to whom? Liu Kang. Okay. It's always Liu Kang. It's, it's always pretty Liu much Kang. always Liu Kang. Okay, yeah. It's always Liu Kang. 
It's either Liu Kang or the ghost of Liu Kang or Liu Kang is a zombie. It's it's Liu Kang. It's always Liu Kang. But, but Liu Kang is, for all intents and purposes, the best fighter. Yeah, he's very literally was designed to be the Luke Skywalker of Mortal Kombat. Right. He's, the best pure he fighter trained, there ever was. Okay. Yeah, he's trained as uh, a monk since birth specifically to be a Mortal Kombat champion by gotcha. Raiden himself. Yeah. Okay. So, uh... So we're almost towards the, we're towards the end of the of the first timeline now. Uh, so Rain is free, no more mm-hmm. boss. Uh, he's in hiding. Um, because what do we know about Rain? Looks out for Rain, right? It, it, he's only looking out for number one. That's the only person he actually cares about. Yeah, and then a guy approaches him, right, to tell mm-hmm. him the truth. About his heritage. Um, in is this, this Raiden? It's, it's not Raiden. Fuck. Fuck. It was a really cool looking guy with green magic. Oh, this, little... is, this is the guy who's the coolest. This is the coolest, the coolest. looking guy. He the looks like guy. a... Yes. Fuck. Um, he looks kind of Star Wars-y. And he's got the green magic. Oh, yeah. Like, he I looks see it. a little bit like an ancient Sith. He's got that kind yeah, like of the like. Inquisitor. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, not from the movies, but from a lot of the expanded sort of stuff. Absolutely um, right. Yes. yes. Right. He's got a little bit of an Inquisitor look, but with the green uh-huh. stuff. It's also a two part name, right? Yes. Yeah. Fuck. And his name is. I feel like his name sounds a little more like a title. Even though it's not. Like, it has the rhythms of... Um, Am I wrong maybe. about this? I always thought it sounded more like a martial art. I mean, look, do you want to... Do we hangman this? All right, we got is, is, first it, word, four letters. Second word, three letters. Fuck. I was going to guess one of the words was foo, but now that's too short. Definitely not, yeah. Uh, first letter of the first word is a Q. Oh fuck! Um, and it's four letters. Yep. God damn it! Oh, I want to Google it so badly, Ben. Covid nineteen. <laughs> it's Covid nineteen. Yeah. And he's the man who owns all the five G towers. I I remember <laughs> this. I remember this pretty clearly. <laughs> Quo Quo is his name Quo? Nope. Quee? Nope. Does the Q sound like a Q, or is it being used more like a K? It's a Qua. It's a Qua. qua it's a Q-U. Quan? Quan? Yep. Yes. Quan? Uh, quan Chi? Yeah! Oh, my God. There we go. <laughs> there it is. It was in there. It was rattling around in there. There we go. Oh so Quan Chi approaches Rain. Okay. And uh, now I want to Google him. That's my reward. I can look him up. That's the guy your looks reward. So cool. That's your little treat as you get to look at how fucking cool Quan Chi looks. Quan Chi is 100%. If I had been a Mortal Kombat kid, Quan Chi is the first action figure I would have bought. Like, this is everything oh, yeah. I sort of look for in an action figure where my parents would be like, you don't want the, the main character? You don't want the hero? And I'm like, this guy just looks cool. He's got white yeah, skin. I want this. He's got tattoo. Yeah. He's got the green translucent power shit. He's yeah. got armor. Give me, give me that mincing little freak. Absolutely. I want that guy. That's who I want. Probably comes with a little bat as like a, a little like accessory. Right. Like not the main villain, not the main hero. No, but he's just the Rasputin. The, 
the coolest looking character. Yeah. Or the um it's not really the Renfield. Uh but I mean, he's just kind of like he's analogy. a yeah. Dick Cheney. He's a Dick Cheney type. Sure. Yeah. The, the kind of action figure every kid wants. He's a Steve Bannon. <laughs> oh Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so Quan Chi mm-hmm. approaches Rain who's been, you know, in hiding, looking out for number one for uh, most of the first um, run of the franchise before the reboot. That's how we live. Um, Because no one wants, uh, because they didn't want to put Rain in the games. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, Quan Chi approaches Rain. He tells him the truth. Uh, And what what does he tell him, Griffin? Quan Chi is the one who tells him all this information. He's like, look, your dad was Argus. That guy fucking sucks. He abandoned you. And guess what else? That wasn't just like, oh, I don't have time for kids, right? This mm-hmm. is when this reveal is coming. That was, yes. I don't have time for you because he had two other sons and he raised the shit out of them. He loved them unconditionally. He was fucking there for them. These two guys suck. They're fucking chowder heads. Oh, yeah. But but he raised them like your own, his own. So it was actually a pointed insult that he left you high and dry, especially after your mother died. So this does two things for Rain, right? Because on the uh-huh. one hand, validating, he's a demigod. He is better than everyone else. Right. That that on, sense of uh, uh, self-importance you feel is is yeah. true. Entirely also, justified. Right. But also that sense of uh, self-pity you feel is entirely justified. Yes. <laughs> And then also, I think, you know, this dude's just been surviving, right? Kind of walking around the realms, you know, going totally. to see a show in, in Manhattan and popping over to the Outworld to, like, ride some dinosaurs through the desert and then, like, hopping back over to the ruins of Edenia to visit his old favorite haunts. And now he has a purpose. Well, and also, I think he understands where he belongs within this larger narrative during his sort of uh, uh, Shokan uh, grunt work years it was just like look i'm like i'm like a fucking exec producer like i'm just helping to keep the budget <laughs> in line to keep things on schedule and now it's like no you're actually like you're important to this narrative you're not just here to assist other people's storylines exactly you're part of something bigger he is and uh I'm not going to ask you to remember the names of his two brothers because uh, I really feel like I'm close matter. to them, right? But they're also they're like very generic, right? Like their names. I want to hear your best characters. Guess. Have. Yeah. Is one of them named Cain? Close. They're definitely a Cain and Abel like. Right. Right. I remember that. But, but they're, they're both also much like, more like extreme early two thousands. <laughs> they're both uh, like monosyllabic, right? Uh, they're both two syllables. They're both two so, syllables. So okay, bisyllabic. Yeah. And I, re- I remember they both, like, when you were saying their names, I was like, like, this character? And then I looked them up, and they're spelled differently. But yeah. when you say them out loud, they sound like different names, kind of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them might be the title of a Stuart Gordon movie. I can't remember if it was called that or if I'm just misremembering. And the other is, like, if you made up a name for, like, a goth cartoon character in, like, a South Park-type show, this is a name you might come up with. God damn it. Okay, you can't remember if the movie was directed by Stuart Gordon, or you can't remember if that was the title. Directed by, for sure. I just can't remember if this is actually the title. 
Yeah. Okay, but he definitely directed it. The title mm-hmm. just might be a little bit off from this. That's right. Character's name is not Reanimator. It's not Reanimator. It's not Castle Freak. It's not. It's not Robo-Docs. Castle Freak. It's not stuck. It's not stuck. Fuck. <laughs> to each character, two syllables. One sounds like a Stuart Gordon movie. The other one sounds like a cartoon goth kid. I think you just gotta like right off the dome, like just guess, take two guesses, and then we just gotta keep, we gotta keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, uh, hit it. The okay. goth kid is is named Big Pain, Taven, and the Fuck. Stuart Gordon movie is uh uh monster Dagon. Dagon. Okay. Taven is the one I thought I was going to get because uh, my friend who I used to do a stand-up show with on a weekly basis is named Andrew Taven. And when you kept on talking about him, I couldn't imagine that guy causing Uh this much destruction in a universe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Taven and Dagon. They suck. These guys are fucking... Taven and Dagon suck. Ugh. Yeah. And and, uh, the one important thing is the reason Quan Chi tells Rain at this point in time, do you remember what like event uh, sparked Quan Chi seeking Rain out and telling him this? Well, the reset was about to happen. Is that is that yes. why? Right. Yeah. So this is the game. This is the plot of the game that came out before the reboot. Okay. So he's like, everything's about to be reset. I need you to understand what the fuck's going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But is there something, is there, is this a call to arms? Does he need? Sort of. There's a prophecy that involved Taven and Dagon. Because remember, they are sons of Argus. Right, and they're a couple of mook, mooks. They're, they're, they're a couple of mooks. Dumb mooks. But they were not the product of uh, Argus sleeping with an Adenian woman in the realm that he was supposed to be protecting. They were the product of argus and like a witch some witch who could see the future Mm -hmm. so um unlike rain because they don't have a denny in blood they don't they can't just live for tens of thousands of years oh right um i think this is the justification for it maybe maybe not but anyway quan chi came to tell rain about this because he said like hey your dad is argus you're Mm -hmm. a demigod he had two sons and they were recently uh, released from cryogenic freezing. <laughs> right. Okay. Because so this is when the sort of test tube baby cloning stuff starts to come into the picture a little bit. Oh, that's been going on for full, from the very first game. <laughs> but coming into Rain's life. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they had been they had been uh, they had been microwaved for a specific purpose, um, a prophecy. Because uh, I, there's no way you're going to remember this because it's complete batshit nonsense. But the the witch that Argus bore these two children with, who could see the future, said one day all the mm-hmm. warriors um, in this entire video game franchise will become far too powerful. There will be too many people who wield too much power. And uh, it will create um, a cataclysm. It will destroy all of the realms. And uh, it will it will allow the one be you know they'll conquer each other. There will be nobody left. The one being will come back, and we won't have any control over who has the power of the one being. And it'll be uh, you know it could be anyone. It could be someone super evil. That's no good. So let's have these two boys. Let's put them in the freezer, and then they'll get unfrozen, 
when it's time for the prophecy to be fulfilled, when all of the warriors become too strong, when they're the, the war they're begins, like the two mooks of the apocalypse. Yeah, we'll launch these two mooks out into the realms. Yeah, and we'll train them to be the best, and they will participate in this war, and one of them will be the one to climb up the pyramid of Argus and fight a big fire demon. Do you remember the fire demon's name? Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Blaisstein. Blaisstein. Uh, his, name, his name is Blaze. Okay. Um, and uh, whoever fights Blaze and wins is going to take the power of the one being. So we'll, 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 we'll make our two boys and we'll make sure it's one of those boys. Now, on a meta level, the prophecy is really, this franchise might be getting unwieldy. It might be about time to do a sort of ultimate universe. Let's simplify this so there are cleaner entry points for people. The character mm-hmm. roster is a little too large. Let's let's yeah. try to streamline for the next title, right? That's really what's going on here. That's exactly what's going on, plus the added benefit of doing a Mortal Kombat game that had, like, a 65-character-deep, like, roster. Like, you could mm-hmm. play as, like, anyone who'd ever been in Mortal Kombat. Sure, sure. So so they sold a lot of copies, I'm pretty sure, based on just that concept. And, and then which for, one is this? This is Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Okay, and um, that's like and, we're talking PS2, Xbox. Uh huh. Yeah, very end, okay. very end of the PS2, Xbox era. Um, and in classic Mortal Kombat fashion, like their their solution was like, we will let's make a game where we put all the characters in so that we can reboot this franchise, and um, let's also create a really deep and intricate story that requires two new characters mm. to even begin to explain why we just put all all of the characters in Mortal Kombat who already would go to war anyway into this franchise. And this is or Taven this, and Dagon, battle, are right the two new Taven characters and you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So, so Rain is told basically that. He's like, yeah, not only did right. your dad have two other sons, uh, he had them for the express purpose of being the heroes of this uh, war that's about to go down between the forces of light and the forces of darkness. Yeah, and he's like, come on, like, Rain, like, I know you've had a bad shake of things, both in your world and also the Mortal Kombat fandom rejecting you, but are you really going to let these two frozen mooks wake up and become the leads of this franchise? Come on, like, fucking come to, here's your prophecy, you're supposed to be the guy, like, take some names. Isn't it yeah. funny how much... Mook feels like it's a slur, even though it is. It does. I get nervous every time you say it, and then I have to remind myself. And I'm getting nervous too, and then I keep googling it. It's 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 grounded in nothing, (laughs) but for whatever reason, it does. It has the same sort of like hard like sound to it. Yeah, the intensity of a slur. It feels like uh, it came. It's the kind of thing where if you told me like that's a word they made up as a derisive, semi-racist thing to call Italian people, I would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's why I've Googled it three times in the last three minutes because I'm just like, are you absolutely sure it in no way (laughs) is is something used against Polish people? Like, are you sure? But I guess it's like the margarine of slurs. Like, people who are having a hard time quitting slurs, and I'm not grouping myself in with those people. Yeah, of course not. I, I quit slurs so long. I never even tried slurs. You didn't I'm even give them like, a test run? I'm sure. straight edge. Uh-huh. But I'm saying maybe if you used to be addicted to slurs, you're trying to wean yourself off them, try saying mook more often. But it does just mean a stupid or incompetent person. That's all it means. 
And that is an accurate way to describe Taven and Dagon. It's not unfair by any means. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Prince finds out he's actually the prince. Sorry, Rain finds out he's actually the prince of, of the realm of Edenia. Mm-hmm. Starts calling himself the prince of Edenia. Uh, and decides, you know, fuck those mooks. I'm going to go take him out. And then we'll see who's who. which of dad's sons is the strongest. <laughs> We'll see who the biggest uh, large adult son is. Okay, I'm so, sorry. I uh, think I figured this out. It seems like maybe Maluk means motherfucker in Italian, and then Mook uh, was just and a shortened was an Italian American sort of evolution of the term. Mm-hmm. So it comes okay. from a different language, but it's not targeted anyway. Right. So it's a it's a a butchered Italian cuss word. Correct. That's what okay. I seem to have found in a quick Google search. Made the episode resume. There's Let's no talk way, about those books. Yeah, there's no way that whatever you Googled is incorrect. It's on the internet. It has to be correct. It was the first result yeah. I got. It has yeah. to be correct. It's on the internet. Hold on. I'm just going to take a quick sip of my bleach. Uh-huh. Quickly. Yep. That's correct. <sighs> okay, so... Um... That is correct. <laughs> All right, so Rain finds out there's these two mooks, and uh, they're allegedly going to win this impending... War, um, mm-hmm. and of and Quan Chi is the one who tells Rain all this stuff because Quan Chi obviously is like, well, I can't have it. I can't have all this power go to one of these mooks. Right. I'm just gonna right. tell so this Qua- this right. water ninja. Uh, right. I mean, Quan Chi is and give him a good reason saying, to kill him. Like, right. The, these guys are a problem. This is the one dude who has the most motive and power to successfully mm-hmm. take them down, and Correct. I need to radicalize rain to my cause so that he can sort of do my bidding but unlike sh- like uh show Khan, he's not going like now you work for me he's right. making it seem or making it rather feel to rain like this is his own decision oh yeah 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 because yeah. quan chi's a, he's a smart dude yeah and he yeah. looks cool. He's such a cool actor. He's figure. so fucking cool. Um, He's so cool. I want Vin Diesel to play him in a movie. So, oh uh, my god, that's such a good idea, Ben. <laughs> wow. Listen, when I finally have the cachet, when I like make one of those like Sundance movies where everyone's like, "This is fucking good. I can't wait to see what this guy does next." Like, right. He you can make really a five thousand dollar movie, and then they yeah. immediately give you a two hundred million dollar project. Yeah. I want to be one of those guys who makes like a profound and touching, um, lightly comedic melodrama uh, about like something that we deal with as human beings on a daily basis where everyone's like, wow, that guy really gets it. And then the news comes out that I've signed on to do a $300 million Sub-Zero movie. Yeah. And I've cast Vin Diesel as Quan Chi. And then I just disappear into that hole for like, a whole franchise and everyone's was, like what what happened to that guy i thought he was gonna be like an interesting <laughs> filmmaker i yeah. i was in my mind i was thinking you go from sundance to a 300 million dollar teddy ruxpin film mm. mm-hmm. and then and then you get to go like here's the thing i actually want to do sub-zero right i have to like bridge it right. right because the the thing they give you 200 million dollars to make at first can't be the, the passion project. The thing you I want think. to do, right? Yeah, right. It's like the Denis Villeneuve thing, where it's like you you see like a few incredible dramas from that guy, right? And then he's like, "Give me Blade Runner, great. Now give me Dune," and you're like, right. "Whoa, what the fuck?" <laughs> right. 
this dude, this dude's just, he's at the buffet right now. Right. Like in his mind's eye, he was working towards Dune and not that he didn't care about Blade Runner, but Blade Runner was the bridge to Dune. It was the step he could take to get to Dune. Yeah. So you do Teddy Ruxpin and then you get to make the Sub-Zero movie. I can't wait. Can't wait for Dune. Yeah, exactly. Teddy Ruxpin, Sub-Zero. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Quan Chi, as played by Vin Diesel, manipulates... (sighs) rain into targeting Taven and dagon because he's like yeah these two dumb bros i'm gonna show my long dead father god who the best boy is yeah fuck um this guy. yeah so uh amidst the backdrop of this impending war between the forces of light and the forces of darkness at the base of this pyramid which at the top of the pyramid is a big old fire guy named blaze mm-hmm. uh rain you know he tracks down Taven and dagon mm-hmm. to try to beat him and uh do you remember what, what happened he 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 whoops their asses. No, they fucking no, kill that, him. That's wrong. No, not that either. He just he just what? loses. Oh okay. He just loses. He takes an L. Yeah, yeah. But then the war happens. Forces of light versus forces of darkness. Uh, do you remember which side Rain was on? Rain was on the forces of light because he wanted to go against Taven and no. Dagon. No. He was in the Force of Darkness. He's a bad boy. Yeah. Okay. Remember, it was a Cain and Abel thing. So, like, Taven is on the Forces of Light. Dagon is in the Forces of Darkness. Oh, okay. They're split up. Okay. So, it's so then, like, yeah. yeah. So then, and Rain, it, Rain was Rain like, is bad yeah. to the bone. He's bad to the He's bone. You, to can't, the you can't, you can't knock it that guy. Yeah. Bad, yeah. So, so, do you recall who, well, first off, do you recall what happens to Rain at that war? Now does he die? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He dies hard. Yeah, okay. Fully, I just know. Like, I, I don't know, know that re- he even touches the pyramid. The reset's about to happen. He just he takes yeah. the ultimate L. Dude croaks. Um, and then do you yeah. remember who makes it to the top of the pyramid? Is is this Raiden? Yeah. And yes, and <laughs> he's joined by someone else. Well, he's uh, locked in a sense of sort of mortal combat against someone else. Not Sub-Zero. No. No, 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 no. You got to reach back to the beginning of the Sode. Shao Kahn? Who's the, who's the big old bet? Shao Kahn. Okay. So, yeah, Shao, Shao Kahn and Raiden are up there. Yeah. Uh, who, who, who is it that, that actually gets the power of the one being? Who defeats Blaze? I think it has to be Raiden, right? No, 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 no. What? No, 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 no. Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn oh is going to become all-powerful. This fucking guy. The rise to and power on this guy. It's astounding. It's yeah. like, we all knew he was bad from day one. How do we let this happen? Well, and it's one of those things where people are going to say, look, he's he's the the symptom, not the disease. But to me, sure. I'm like, this is a horrible symptom. Let's not yeah. act like he himself is not a problem. Yeah, it's like Even if our society like... has been structured in a way to allow him to rise. Right. We're, We're not putting our foot down sooner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Shao Kahn, he's going to become the one being. He's going to smush uh, Raiden's head like a Gallagher watermelon with his big God old warhammer. I hate that. Gallagher 1 and or Gallagher how... 2? Uh, 2. And, uh, seriously. And, uh, you know, what does Raiden do to create that new timeline? He, fuck, how, how, would, he, how would he reset the world, the universe? Uh, he he must split something, right? Is there like a jewel he splits? Well, there's an amulet involved, but the amulet's right. more like a device that he uses to do the thing that creates the new timeline. 
I'm trying. He doesn't snap. Obviously, he doesn't. There's not there's a snap. No, no snap. No. No. Yeah. Snapping. What? What does he do, Ben? I'm sorry. I'm a <laughs> failure. I'm he so sends sorry. a message. He sends a message back in time to his younger self. Right. Do you remember what the message was? was and like, if hey, you don't, I would still up? like to hear How a guess. Are you doing? I know growing up is tough. I remember. <laughs> It's sort of like Wonder Years narration. It's like yeah, yeah. Back Daniel it, Stern it, it, sends a yeah. message back. I thought this was the toughest life would ever get. Yeah. No, he sends it back to him, and 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 he's like, "Rain, rain, <laughs> don't go away. Make sure it comes back again another, another day. Another day. Yeah. yeah. No, it's much vaguer than that. It's three words uh, that don't really help much at all. It's the phrase, "He must win." Oh yeah, that's really vague. Yeah, yeah. yeah In the yeah. Mortal Kombat universe, that could mean almost anything. I mean, it's sexist. You're immediately yeah. taking away the the narrative uh, sort of thrust of every female and non-binary yeah. <laughs> character in the <laughs> universe. Immediately, Raiden's like, "Well, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stop training these girls, I guess." Uh, yeah, it's like you're all dead ends. I'm telling yeah. you, it's not. You're not taking it to the third act. No question. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Th- that sucks. Okay, he must win. But it's vague. Mm-hmm. He sends that mm-hmm. back to Little Raiden, and then bloop. It changes. It just kind of changes the path that that events sprawl out in in subtle ways. So but this that is they when you get familiar for the audience, sure. but also just a little different. But like this is when you get Spider-Man. the rain yeah. nature versus nurture thing, because up until this point, we could go like, was rain? Did rain only become bad because he was never given a chance? He was treated so poorly by society that he turned to the dark side. And this is the chance where Rain gets to have his sort of silver spoon timeline, right? Yeah, more or less, yeah. He's he's still the son of Argus. Mm-hmm. He's still abandoned by Argus. His mother still dies in childbirth. But... He's adopted. He's adopted. He's adopted. By some dude. Doesn't fucking matter. And uh, he is raised among Edenian freedom fighters. They're and he gets his... to go to private school. He gets to go yeah. to summer camp. He gets the new video game systems. Maybe not the week they come out, but the holiday after. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he the doesn't Super have all Nintendo. the games, but he's got he... like the big games. He's got a couple second tier games. Yeah, he gets Sega CD. He gets uh, Sewer Shark, if right. that's what that game was called. Right. Yeah. He gets the Rumble Pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he gets it used from toys toys r us but he gets it he still gets it he still gets it and he gets it used but early like he gets it used from a first adopter yeah 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 Yeah. and um and so you know different different rain but same thing happens right shao Kahn still invades edenia he's rain is still left to falling for shao Kahn's shit yeah he's still left among the the freedom fighters but same song different verse Exactly, because now you yeah. got what privileged rain, right? So, yeah. uh, so knowing that things more or less go the same way, what's his perspective now uh, with the freedom fighters? Before it was, um, they keep telling me I'm a chosen one, but if that's true, why don't they let me do what I want? I'm used to having my freedom on the streets. In this timeline, he's just like they should fucking listen to me. I'm the boss. I've been good at everything I've ever done my entire life. Hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have no chip uh, on my shoulder. All I do is win, 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 win. Right. No matter what. Yeah. 
And he specifically, he wants to be in charge. He wants to be the leader yeah. of the Freedom Fighters. And they're he wants to be like, number one on the call sheet. Yeah. And they're like, you're not, you're not PGA, dude. You're not number one on the call sheet. You're not leader material. Yeah. Prejudice Guild of America strikes again, baby. <laughs> uh, and so, just as before, how does Rain respond to being told he can't be in charge? Fights. Fights people. Yeah, goes to Shao Kahn. He goes, hey, there's some freedom fighters over there. Why don't you, you know. Yeah, come on. Kill them. Let's, let's do some Mortal Kombat. Let's start killing some people. Yeah. And because this is privileged reign, instead of uh, instead of just becoming a lackey for Shao Kahn, as a reward for going to Shao Kahn and saying, those guys wouldn't let me be the leader of their army, so now mm-hmm. why don't you go kill them? What does Shao Kahn give reign? He gives him equity. He, gives, he makes him a leader in the army. A little general. Yes. And he gives yes. him some stock options. Right. He gives him a 401k. It's a little like a Rat Pack Dune, one of the most evil uh, unions in, in modern showbiz in which Steve Mnuchin and Brett Ratner together financed most Warner Brothers films in the last six or seven years. And it mm-hmm. was like Mnuchin was the guy with the money, but because mm-hmm. Ratner was the guy who came to him and said, I got some ins in show business, I could get you in the door with this kind of stuff, Ratner ends up just making untold tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, crazy, right? crazy so, money. Yeah. So Rain is the Ratner, and Shokan is the is the Mnuchin. Right. And yeah. so J- Jade would be Mnuchin's wife, who's now in charge of Rat Pack Dune? Is that right? Um, yeah, I guess, in a sense. It's kind of like, you know, there's Katana, who uh, was the princess of Edenia, but a baby, and then her mm-hmm. parents got murdered, and then she was raised by Shao Kahn. And Jade was like her best friend, is like a little, little baby. So, uh, Jade is like one step removed. I guess you'd say like, does Steve Mnuchin have children? No, right? We've been spared that. Um, I think. So, but I also feel like this is his second wife. She's much younger. She was an actress, and now she's running uh, his companies in a blind trust, despite having no experience. That's why I went for Jade because she feels a little yeah, second okay. tier as a character relative yeah, yeah, to the amount fair. Fair. of power. I'm now going to look up if Mnuchin has kids. Wait a second. He has two sons, and their names are Argus and Taven? Oh, no. <laughs> Wait a second. Weird. I guess he didn't like the name Dagon. Um, he has three children. He's been married three times. So that's, that's why I'm like, bummer. one of his previous wives is maybe a katana, but I think Louise Linton, his current wife, married 2017, is maybe mm. more of a jade. <sighs> yeah, I guess so. Anyway, we're not really going to hear about Jade again. <laughs> I, I wish we never heard about Mnuchin again. She does have a big part in Mortal Kombat 11, and you'll you'll find out that that when you when you do play MK11. Um, anywho, Rain is made a general in one. I'm of sorry, Shao I just have to ask armies. one final question. I have to ask one yes, final please. question. Do oh, you yeah. think? Because they still are going to be adding more, uh, like, combat packs, more DLC characters mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. MK11, right? Yes. Do you will. think Mnuchin will get added at any point? <laughs> Do you think... If yeah, like, I hope so. Because you're talking about, like, the most dangerous, the most depraved characters, like Spawn yeah. and the yeah. Joker and the Terminator. Yeah. Mnuchin's probably in the next combat pack, right? Yeah, a f- uh, like a like a, a a man who looks like if you put a fish in the microwave, um, who vomits money. Yeah, I think they I think he'd fit right in. <laughs> he looks so twisted. He could only come from the Mortal Kombat universe. 
Yeah, dude, he's probably from the fucking chaos realm. The no, power chaos of this realm guy is wields. way too cool. Fucking. <laughs> Uh, this is definitely going to get me one of those comments on iTunes. It's like, I used to like this podcast and then it got political. <laughs> yeah, isn't that so much fun? Yeah. Uh, listen, if you're feeling that way listening, shut the fuck up. I don't care. <laughs> it's my yeah. show. Okay. So, uh, anywho, uh, Rain, he's a general in Shao Kahn's army. Um, and then, as happens in the previous timeline, Shao Kahn is fully killed. Um, but in this timeline, it's like fully, fully killed. It's not like he loses the Earth Realm invasion and reappears later to take on the power of the One Being. Like he's uh, taken away by the Elder Gods. It's Infinity Plus One. To be, it's yeah. it's final. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna. It, he's double dog dared out of existence. Oh, and the so, worst uh, fate. <laughs> and so, um, in this timeline, and a bunch of Earth Realm heroes die, and a bunch of Edenian heroes die. It's a bloodbath, but it, it ultimately creates. A power vacuum and so the rain story really becomes uh hinged on a civil war in shao khan's realm of outworld and um, is rain now sort of the de facto leader of that realm in the absence of shao oh, khan no, no no not at all no there's a uh, boy dude you're getting a fucking d minus <laughs> I'm there's a you know there there are two kind of people i mean it's not your fault because the two people who are leading the civil war who are both making a bid for the crown are two people who have had nothing to do with rain's story up to this point okay whatsoever uh it is another general in the army uh kotal khan who is an Ashtek warrior okay yeah you know he's he's got like a dash of uh aztec vibes to his uh his, oh his yes, whole, I remember look, this guy. Style. Yes, yeah. yes, he looks like a reptile version of uh, yes, an Aztec. He's he's yeah, like he's, he's like lizard apocalypto. Yeah, I see. I think that works. I mean, I think he's mostly humanoid, but yeah, he's definitely got like but he's got he likes green, to ride on a lot of dinosaurs. Yes. He's got green skin. He's got sun yeah. powers. He calls in the power of the sun to let him do magic and stuff. Uh, so I like he's this guy one of the generals. He's maybe the second action figure I would buy. Yeah, he's pretty tight. But yeah, yeah, he's the guy that's like, uh, I'm the general of the army. I, sh- I should be in charge. Like, we can't have, like, another despot ruling the country, mm-hmm. um, which is always a funny perspective coming from a general in, in, in a military faction. But um, the other person who's bidding for control is Shao Kahn's daughter. Um, I don't know how much of this you remember, but it's not Katana. It's Melina. Marlena? And, uh, um, <laughs> Melina. Melina. M-I-L-E-E-N-A. Okay. Uh, do you remember what Melina's whole deal was? I, I gotta Why say... Why she felt that she was... Melina, I remember 0%. I just looked her up. I don't know if I just didn't Google her at the time. She's got like a crazy crocodile mouth. Yeah, she does. Basically, yeah, I, do, I don't remember this at all. Everything else you're bringing up at least rings a bell once I'm yeah, reminded. She, she, was the, she was the clone thing. Basically, Shao Kahn okay. had Katana, who had stolen his baby and raises his own. And then he was like, but one day she's going to rain style, find out the truth about her heritage. Oh, so I'm so going to make, make one without Tana. the heritage. Right. Yeah. It's, and, it's uh, I'm controlling her backstory. Exactly. I'm making he crossed, it. Okay. He like crossed the genes with uh, this, this like crazy desert monster race. Baraka? Called, yeah, Baraka. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah. God, so, she looks wild. Yeah, she's she's like, oh, she's sexy till he t- she takes off her ma- her mask, and then it's like, oh, she's got scary mouth. I'm also that, it must have been somebody's just, kink. The the Mortal Kombat universe would be very well prepared for COVID nineteen because most characters are already wearing face coverings. Yeah. Well, um, funny you should say that. You can buy Mortal Kombat Ninja face masks. Oh, of course you can. Yeah, of course you can. Absolutely, of course you can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, can and, in in my case, will. Mm. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Rain has a choice, right? He has to align himself with either Melina, who is a uh, vicious psychopath and possibly going to be a despot worse than Shao Kahn was. And or, let's just say it. Let's just say it. Looks like a bad kisser. You, you looks wouldn't like want a bad to smooch kisser. her with that kind, of, that kind of mouth. No way. Or uh, Kotal Khan, who by all accounts is supposed to be a pretty honorable guy that wants to bring peace and unity to Outworld, which is a realm of all these like splintered uh, races that have been conscripted to living there under, under Shao Kahn's rule for all these years. Well, so that feels Rain, like an easy choice to me, right? Yeah, yeah. So who does he, who does he team up with? Kotal Khan. No, no, no. Remember, Rain, Rain makes, makes bad terrible decisions, decisions. Okay. Yeah, at every turn. So he that's teams the up cyclical with nature. He, he does. Teams up with Melina. Yeah, and uh, how do how do how do you recall this this war going for for Team Melina? Poorly, poorly. Yeah, yeah, really, really poorly. And and just to remind you, at this point in the timeline, uh, Rain still does not know his heritage. He's just a guy who's right. had these mysterious powers, who was made a general, uh, decided to align himself with the person he thought had the birthright or would be the person to get power because maybe she was the most vicious. And had a, um, a comfortable enough childhood with his adoptive parents. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a little spoiled brat, so he's like, who's yeah. going to keep the status quo where I've been happy the longest? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get driven out of Outworld because their side is losing. And they're being hunted down by Kotal Khan's forces. Kotal Khan sends his dad, Kotal Ketz, to locate the remainder of the Molina forces. And uh, he gets ambushed. And I don't know if you remember this part, but I mentioned before the Ashtek derive their power from the sun, right? Mm -hmm. Rain has the power to control. The weather, water, bubbles, rain. Bubbles. So he blots out the sun, and uh, Goro, who was also Team Molina at this point, you remember Goro is a four multi armed guy. guy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Remember, this is a very violent thing that happened. The rain blots out the sun, and Goro uh, rips off uh, Kotokan's dad's uh, arms and legs and his head. Cuts his, his head dad? Off. Yeah, he's bringing Kotokan's dad into this. Yeah, because Kotal Khan was like, my dad is a great leader, respected among the Ashtek. I'm going to send him in like a squad oh. to go just like kill the the seven people left on Team Molina. And um, wow, it goes it goes really poorly. Kills his dad. It's, so Kotal, it's a little rude, actually. It's actually a little rude. Yeah, Kotal's you know driven kind of insane by that. He uses blood magic. He hops on his dinosaur, uh, and he charges into Molina's territory himself. I love this guy. I gotta say, I just like his style. He jumps Dude, he's on a dinosaur. He's, so he's got cool. magic. Wow. And okay. wait till you see his his um tragic love story that you get into in Mortal Kombat Eleven. When oh, you, when boy. you do when you do play that game, he gets a really 
he gets a tragic love story that ends in him making some like really heroic and, and nice decisions after making a lot of mistakes. Well, that's the kind um, of love story I like. You're gonna you're gonna dig it, dude. So uh yeah, Rain tries blotting out the sun again. But remember, Kotal use that blood magic. It's some dangerous stuff. Fuck. And so he does his sun stuff and he melts Rain's skin off with the sun. The power of the right, sun. Right, this is when Rain gets really burned. Yeah. This is when Rain looks like Mark Strong at the end of Sunshine. Yes. Or uh the mummy from the mummy. Right. Right. You were yeah. saying like sort of semi formed emotep. Now this yeah. happens in the comics? Yes, this happens Not in the Mortal in the Kombat X okay. comics that precede the Mortal Kombat X game where you could fight Rain, but you couldn't play as Rain. Okay, and that was the game before this one. Correct. The most Correct. recent previous game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for years, Rain looks like the mummy from The Mummy. Uh, or, or like and Mark he's Strong like, don't Sunshine. look at me, I'm hideous. Yeah, he's all scarred. He's pissed off at Kotal Khan. Mm-hmm. And it's in that time, because remember, like, when did Rain find out his origin story in the first timeline? It was when he was lying low and had the time to really just, like, do some soul searching and get approached by necromancers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Sure. In this timeline, Rain uh, is, like, you know, on bed rest, covered in bandages and stuff, and has some time to really look into himself. Yeah. And that's when he learns his origin story, his status as a demigod. Um, And, you know, he makes that... We don't know. <laughs> wow. Okay. Cool. It was kind of glossed over in this timeline. I, tight. I, I, real tight. He must have like looked up some like birth records and been like, I wonder who my real parents are. Yeah. Now that I'm like, now that I'm like on bed rest and I'm having time to like think about me, I want to know like who's the real rain. Like, what's my deal? Oh, it says yes. here, Dad Argus. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Uh, wild. He finds out. He decides, I got to be in charge. I'm a demigod. I'm the prince of the realm. I got to manipulate my way to power. And uh, so he starts manipulating Melina to get her out of the picture, get her off the board. Mm-hmm. It works. She dies. And then he's, he's like, now I got to manipulate. having chap lips. Yeah. He's like, fuck her. Fuck Kotal. Fuck everyone. I got to be yeah. in charge. Yeah, he manipulates Melina. He heals up, by the way. We see him like all oh, that's norm- normal rain looking. Yeah, yeah. His, his skin heals. He, I mean, you look, he's an Adenian, right? They're pretty yeah. strong. Yeah. He heals up. He tries to manipulate Melina. He gets her killed. He tries to manipulate Kotal Khan. But what we do know is that Kotal Khan is in Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> right. So, and rain is not, correct? <laughs> correct. <laughs> Okay, so so this is where we're edging on to you not wanting to spoil more because you want me to have a pure experience with MK11, right? Yes, but I will say, like, the thing about Rain not being an MK11, we don't know, we don't actually know what happened to Rain. The guy's kind of Rain, biding his time. He's in the shadows. He's working on something. Maybe. What we, what we know for a fact is that Kotal Khan won the Civil War and, sure. is, the, and is the Khan of Outworld, because that's a title, uh, is the con of Outworld um, by the time Mortal Kombat 11 rolls around. Um, we don't know what happened to Rain. One option is that he went into hiding. Uh, but in, in a character's ending in uh, Mortal Kombat 10, 
and again, like the character endings are, are like what if scenarios usually, mm-hmm. but sometimes they inform what did happen. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get little bits and pieces of information that do inform Canon. And so in her ending, she gave up rain who Kotal Khan obviously still hated mm-hmm. for helping to kill his dad. She mm-hmm. gave up rain in order to switch sides from team Molina to team Kotal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was immolated. Uh, so I think it's, that's probably what happened to rain. Wow. That's the wow. most likely scenario, but but Rain um, is a, a little bit like the the Fiona Apple of the Mortal Kombat universe, in that there's he, there'll be years where he's kind of off the radar, and you and then he's going to go fetch the bolt cutters, exactly, and then and he'll just come like, back better than ever, yeah, right, and shit's just stirred up. Like every time you strike him down, he comes back more powerful, but you mm-hmm. might have six or seven years of radio silence in between. Right, 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 right. yeah, exactly. Okay. So, uh, and that's the rain story. We, um, we don't know what happens to him next. And as you'll see, when you do get to the end of Mortal Kombat 11, it is still very much wide open whether yeah. we'll see rain again and how we'll see rain again and what's going to happen with rain. Um, I will say, I think this was truly better than the first episode we recorded. Do you agree? I think I have I'm not opinions. just saying that. If I, if I, think I thought this the first was, one was better, I would say nothing, and I would go I, hang my head in shame. I think for entertainment value, definitely better. Definitely more fun. Sure. I think uh, from my, like, encyclopedia... You understand this because you, like me, have a completely broken brain thanks to pop Absolutely. culture. Absolutely. A horrible in, brain. In, in my, like, uh, library keeper brain, in my, like, Mortal Kombat custodian of history brain, I'm like... Did this convey the story clearly to the audience so that they... Oh, so, I understand what for you're the, saying. For the person sure. who's listening to every single episode, top to bottom. Right. Um, you're like, because we already had a certain shorthand, because I remember chunks of it, and you're sort of like speeding right. up the story to remind right. me, will this episode contain the same sort of amount of educational meat as we right. had in the original, right. which and was it, a very dry, very somber two-hour lecture yeah i mean i remember like there were 45 minute stretches where you didn't say anything other than lightly sobbing if we got I, to like a pretty... i cried a lot yeah and and we um, truly made zero jokes there were no time no for, there was no there jokes. was no there were no no funnies were made no funnies um <laughs> but i will say i do find it fun you know the the patrons have already gotten to listen to that episode without your track where uh as they pointed out there are long stretches where i just go yeah uh-huh exactly with well, so you released with no. your Patreon the two hours of just your half of the audio? Yeah, they said they wanted the Meckler cut. Wow. So I, I gave that to them where it's the, th- the first 26 minutes of this podcast yeah. and then about an hour and 20 minutes of just me talking with long stretches of silence when you were talking. That's incredible. And actually now they are making their own cuts where they're the guests on the episode that's right. And they fun. speak in the blanks. It is fun. I love I, I love the Mortal Podcast patrons so much. Um because they well, are good on you for releasing the Meckler cut. Yeah. But I, I all that to say that like I I have comfort knowing I'm gonna release this episode and I think this is gonna be great for people, whether it's your first episode mm. or the most recent episode you've listened to. And then I like that like in the future. I have the option of releasing the episode that is like dry and has weird sections of dead silence. But sure. if you, if you want a mortal podcast style recapping of rain story in granular detail, it is there for you. <laughs> yes. 
And so as that part of my brain is like comforted knowing like, oh yeah, if for the person that doesn't exist outside of my brain that is learning everything they need to know from Mortal Kombat's story from only they this podcast options. by yeah. listening to 70, 80 hours of content in a row without actually playing games or looking at any other much shorter, more compact means, they have that now. So that's good. I'll, I'll release it one day for them yeah, to enjoy. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, or if enough people bother me about it on like day one where they're like, this is really fun, but like, I don't understand Rain's story. I can say, here you go. But I yep. do think, I think it's coherent. I think it's, I think it's going to come across. And I, I do so feel too. like this was a better episode than, than, than take one. I on pure entertainment value. But look, I mean, yeah. uh, edutainment is a hard balance to strike. It's a, it's a difficult it thing is. you're trying to do with this uh, podcast to educate the yeah. people earnestly as much as entertain them. I'd say one of the biggest discoveries I made about myself in this endeavor in, uh, in terms of edutainment value mm. is that uh, this was a bit at the beginning. This I did this podcast because I tweeted, oh, uh, what if I did a podcast where I had like, I made celebrities listen to me as I explain the yeah, story of the one tweet. Mortal Kombat character at a time. Yeah. And, a landmark uh, tweet. And it was kind of a bit in that like I was like it would be funny to do it and then I recorded the theme song which is just like a, a a lark you know it's fun it's silly and then I did the first episode and I realized no I genuinely really need to I need to, I need people to know the story of Mortal Kombat yeah. <laughs> I need other people to be burdened with this knowledge and so every time I jump into an episode I'm like this is just gonna be light and fun and then it's an hour and 45 minutes long because I'm like I really need you to know there was a turning point for Rain. He had a chance to turn things around, and he didn't. Well, now between this episode and the Meckler cut, people have a combined three and a half hours of content they can possibly listen to. Yeah, I think it's. I think it'll. I think it'll be about three hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm really glad we did this, and out of <laughs> great too. tragedy came a small victory. It did, and I'm. Uh, I really do appreciate Griffin. You putting three hours of your time into oh, this because you could have well, easily said like let's just do a different episode another time yeah well it's you were time com- you're I committed would, i would otherwise spend uh having a panic attack or napping to try to avoid a panic attack uh such oh, as life sure. these days such as life <laughs> what a uh, fucking but it was weird my pleasure time. <laughs> to do what a fucking weird time every yeah. time i have a conversation like this where either yeah, no it's it's when i say it it's when i out loud say something that is either just a very banal kind of statement or an offhanded joke about the state of the world right now every single time i have this moment of disassociation going like that cannot possibly be what you're living through you cannot so casually be acknowledging (laughs) the terror yeah of of the world right now uh unrest it's it's true it's fucking global unrest but yep. look, I mean, honestly, now spending three hours hearing about the Mortal Kombat universe, it, it could be worse. Things could be worse. It makes you appreciate what you have because at least you're not being manipulated by a necromancer named Quan Chi yep. or uh, forced to live under the iron rule of uh, a bad kisser with a crocodile mouth. And no one is forcing me to fight. If we can get back to the first 26 yeah. minutes that were recorded a week ago... <laughs> My main goal in life is to avoid yeah. physical combat. Yeah. At all costs. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to the one thing we do have to do over full stop, which is the last segment of the podcast, which is choose your okay. destiny. In which I ask you, Griffin, if 
you existed in the Mortal Kombat universe, who would you be? What would you be? What would your yeah. fatality be? Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like last time I said I wanted to be a cyborg, right? You said you wanted to be a cyborg because you found comfort in, uh, uh, I believe you found comfort in being uh, just part of a faceless army. You, you thought that you would, you would see it as a way to, to be able to like shed agency and find freedom, maybe after going through a rough, a rough patch. Yes. Kind, okay, of like, great. kind of like when you decided to stop being right, funny. That- Yes, and then yes yeah right and right. then That's and the then idea. you saw it's yourself like something else has transformed me something else has taken over me yeah and then i saw myself what was the second part of it basically just like being a pacifist <laughs> just like being being the yeah. last yeah, cyborg totally. who'd get sent in like being on the bench i think you drew a comparison to like volleyball in middle school right where you continually yes. right. jump school, back to they, the back of the line the rotation. Yeah. yeah exactly I would let people skip me in line and hope that the gym teacher wouldn't notice that I wasn't mm-hmm. actually hitting the hardwood. Yes. yes. Um, right. So that that's what I think I would do. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, yes, I'd want to be a cyborg, A, because I think robots look cool, B, because it removes a little agency for me, C, because there's so much just a part of a faceless army that I feel mm-hmm. less personally responsible for the damage I'm doing, and also maybe by being part of that faceless army can skirt having to be responsible for that damage at my own hand by letting other people skip me in line right 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 i think my okay. character name would be robo griff mm-hmm. i like it i don't i don't know if i had that last time um you i'll didn't. admit to you i think the main reason yeah did i have another name in that episode no i don't think you had a name i mean uh i think like cool. the easy one would have been like cyber griff or because since they're you know, always the word cyber initiative, cyborgs oh. are thrown in there. But I like RoboGriff as like okay. a way to buck the trend and say like, I'm not yeah. like these other cyborgs in that I'm, I'm, ter- I'm still terrible. Even without agency and with this programming, I'm really anxious about right. Combat. And and hopefully, ultimately, like Murphy, I'm able to overcome my programming and strike mm-hmm. out on my own. You know, it's mm-hmm. like this is I'm just if I have to accept one of these fates, the cyborg one feels like the one I might be able to get myself out of easiest right robocop um, by the way rumored to be coming to mortal kombat 11 very I shortly i was gonna say i mean is the reason i finally pulled the trigger on buying the game in addition to the fact that it includes references to both of our nice. podcasts yeah I, I i heard the robocop whisperings and that was all i needed to uh to make that purchase i'm um, fairly certain those whisperings are real so that's exciting i i was doing a google search before we recorded there i mean it just seems to be the the hullabaloo seems to be getting only louder and louder about robocop um and my fatality my final move would be it would be an impassioned plea i don't remember if that's what i said last time but it would be like i don't think one so. l- last chance at trying to talk it out that would be my fatality <laughs> Like, please just really, you don't like, have to do this yeah it's just like hail mary pass what if yeah. we don't yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, yeah. and then probably, presumably, you then get uh, graphically murdered. Although, it is in in Mortal Kombat franchise, there are fatalities and there are friendships. A friendship is when instead you become friends and you do something mm. nice instead of killing them. Yeah, um, I like they that. introduced those in Mortal Kombat too. So, uh, totally possible that yeah. that's yeah. I will say though, I'm a, I'm a you know, call me a beta cuck. I'd probably rather be murdered than recruited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my I think that's thinking. Cool. Yeah. I think that's noble. 
Griffin. That's how I feel. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Griffin, thank you for uh, rejoining the show. My pleasure. Uh, and thank you so much for uh, for your time. Listeners, thank you for, for listening. And Griffin, if people want more Griffin in their lives, where can they find it? Yeah, I'm doing more to, to plug? live streams and stuff on uh, Instagram, Griff Lightning. I do a weekly one with my sister called Marilyn Vin, where we um, compare a Vin Diesel movie and a Meryl Streep movie because they are respectively our favorite movie stars. Ooh. What's uh, coming up next? I don't think we picked one for next week. We just finished the Riddick trilogy, which you and I were talking about before we started recording. Um, mm-hmm. I really want to rewatch Find Me Guilty, which I oh, yeah. got on Blu-ray and have not seen since it came out in theaters, but has al- have always been a big defender. It's good. It's not great, but it's good. I think it's a really good movie, and I think he's yeah. really good in it. He is. Yeah. Um, we're putting off Fast and Furious for a little bit because uh, more than anything, I want my sister to rewatch all the Fast and Furious movies with me. She's only ever seen five. Mm. Wow, that's like, and that's that's like primo fast too. It's the best one. I mean, for my mom, yeah. it's the best one. But it's also the think, one that's the cleanest entry point because she's now gotten on board at five. I think she might be more susceptible to enjoying the first four, which otherwise right. I think might have seemed a little too dense for her. Whereas five that is makes such a populist film in, in all yeah. the best ways. It is for the yeah. people. The only fast movie that Kirby has seen is Hobbs and Shaw, which we went Ooh. and saw together in theaters. And I, then actually, I would argue she has not seen a Fast and Furious movie. Ooh, I agree. Um, but it has definitely made her much, much more willing oh. to explore the rest of the franchise, I would then say, that's because she really enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, just speed around Meryl and then, uh, uh, check my Twitter and my Instagram for notifications about when that's going to be happening. Griff lightning. It's a like grease lightning, but with the first half of my name on. It's also what your name platforms. is in my phone. Hey, I, I don't know that. why or when I did that, but your last name is lightning. Your first name is Griff. And that's who I text when I text you. It's cool. And I like it. Um, <laughs> and then my podcast is called blank check with Griffin and David. Uh, where we review filmographies and we're going over to the George Miller movies right now. Uh, a different type of apocalyptic wasteland. Um, and and uh, I'm all constantly plugging the tick, even though it's very canceled, but it is still streaming on Amazon. If you That's have not canceled show. your Prime membership, I'm very proud of that show. A show that you nearly wrote for. I don't know if you ever talked about that, but it... it I haven't. Uh, yeah. It, I, I got I, really close. And, and uh, it, I believe... I don't know if it, I believe the slot that I was jockeying for went to former Mortal Podcast guests, Dan Hernandez and Benji said. Oh, really? I yeah, because so. it was you and your partner. That would have made yeah. sense. Yeah. It's um, possible that they were a higher level position we were never up for, but I think it was like they weren't sure if they were going low level or high level. And so, yeah. Well, look, I mean, that that's uh, either way we win and you uh, didn't end up getting the tick because you had to pull yourself out of consideration after you got another job. Everything worked out. Yep. Just did keepo. keen, except it did. for it worked out. the tick getting canceled. Uh, but watch yeah, the 22 episodes so we did make. I'm really proud of them. I think it's a good show. They're excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Griffin. Thank you, audience. Thank you. And as always, finish him. <laughs>